I am I'm ready to go when you are. Uh... Oh, you want to go? Oh, you want to fucking go? Let's go. Welcome to ICP with we. In the name of mean mugging weeds that unintentionally extend our season, this is our ongoing examination of the insane clown bossy. I'm Eric. And I'm Aaron. And today we're reviewing Forgotten Freshness Volume 7. I mean, Brian Kuma's Extra Yum Emporium. I mean, Yum Yum Bedlam The Outtakes Volume 2. I, I mean, Insane Clown Posse's brand new EP, Wicked Vic. Welcome in uh, a happy, happy twilight hour of Juggalo Weekend to you all. This is like the cool down day for Juggalo Weekend. This is the cool down day. Yes. Uh, So, guys, if you're hot, cool down. Just just cool down. You need need to stop being hot. We are here on a Sunday morning. And something I pointed out before we started recording, Eric. Yes. This is. Our first episode in like three weeks of just the two of us. It is. It's been a while. We've been doing guest and team up episodes and they've been amazing. Uh, but I won't lie. It feels good. Feels good just to be you and me again. It, it does feel good just to be you and me again. And, and Eric, if I could uh, add a song to this sentiment as well. <clears throat> just the two of us. And Chuck cuts in sometimes. Just the two of us. Oh. And then Chuck will come in with just the two of us. Just the three of us. Yeah. That was pretty I you know, I knew you were gonna go with just the two of us. I was I was waiting to see if you were gonna subvert my expectations by going a different direction. But you subverted my expectations by subverting my expectations and doing the song that I thought you would not do because I thought it was the one that you would do, and then adding in a special line about Chuck. It's like multiple subversions. What? Hey, I like my, uh, listen, when it comes to my jokes, I like them just like my fruit. Low hanging, baby. Hell Uh, yeah. And just like my breasts. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned Uh, that it's Juggalo. Juggalo Day was the 17th. That was on Thursday. Correct. And yes. this is, this was, is, was Juggalo Weekend. Uh, and to celebrate ICP put on a couple of big shows in Tucson, Arizona this weekend. Uh, on Friday night, we had the big hair, hard rock, heavy metal headbang show with the oh. bitchin' wild bucks, <laughs> which we've got some friends, uh, V-Ron and, and Rob and... Who else is there? Maybe Blade. I don't know. There's a few people that. I believe Scotty's there uh, from Fago Lovers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as Discord, uh, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I think Blade is there as well. Yeah, well, I, we would have loved to be there. Unfortunately, they did the announce it and then it happens in two weeks thing. And for both of us, uh, it was an impracticality to try and make that happen. Yeah, I couldn't get, I couldn't get off of um, Yeah. But. In, Rob has been reporting back to us, and you're right, Scotty has also been reporting on Fago Lovers and things like that. But uh, that Bitchin' Wild Bucks big hair, hard rock, heavy metal headbang show, 
sounds like it was interesting that they played with the full band and basically did the full Motley Crue hair and outfit and makeup and stuff and did yeah, mostly ICP. That's, fun. I- that's yeah, fun. Totally fun. They did mostly ICPs like uh, more rock oriented type songs from yeah. their catalog. And then last night, man, I'm I'm jealous. I'm jealous of the people that were there was the old school heat show. And Rob was sort of live blogging their set list and posting pictures as it went. And my God, that set list pleases me so much. I I would have loved to have seen that. I would have loved to be there for that one. Yeah. Big fan of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, And then what else did they do yesterday, Eric? It kind of pertains to the uh, Motley Crue-esque. Well. So it's fun to experience that while it's there. Yes. But we didn't need a, a whole new thing recorded and now well, on they the did. internet forever. Uh, explain that to us. Yeah. So today, as as we mentioned at the top, I, I got around to it, but we are talking about the new EP. We're reviewing Wicked Vic that dropped earlier this week and was sold in physical format at the show. The other thing that happened at the show is to coincide with that heavy metal show that they did. Uh, they dropped a new single that was available, I'm, I'm doing in air quotes, only at the show for now. Uh, we're definitely seeing them show up on eBay and on the museum for hundreds of dollars. But they dropped oh, yeah. a new single as the bitchin' Wild Bucks, uh, a song called Devil in Leather. And we're also talking about that today. So that's our, our bonus for this episode. Very excited to talk about Devil in Leather. Um <laughs> As yeah. well as Wicked Vic. Uh, so, Eric, that kind of brings us around to a, a natural jumping on point of of you telling us what we need to know about Wicked Vic. I know, guys, this is not uh, this is a brand new release, right? We told you guys when the new stuff would come out, we'll just take a break in our current season and review it right then and there. Here we are reviewing it right then and there. Yeah. So there's not a lot of lead up to this because it's a lot a lot of shit that we've already talked about especially when yum yum bedlam came out yada 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 um but eric give us i I see you have some background information uh hit us with it i do yeah and you know what actually even since i put this together i was able to grab some additional information because our awesome community has been posting pictures of the liner notes and the packaging for wicked vic from yeah the uh, Juggalo Day weekend. So I was able to get producer information and they have the story of Wicked Vic and stuff in there, uh, which is interesting. If you haven't seen it, uh, Aaron, go into our Discord and look at the spoilers chat because there are some pictures in there. But I would say really this story starts in October-ish of 2020 when Yum Yum Bedlam was originally announced, they did that live stream and they they laid out the whole plan, right? There was going to be the three seeds of Yum Yum EPs. And at the time, they were saying the first one was going to release on April 2nd, 2021, because Yum Yum was supposed to release, uh, I think, for Christmas, something like that, of 2020. Um, of course. But considering Yum Yum Bedlam didn't even drop until October of 2021, obviously... The first seed of Yum Yum didn't come out on April 2nd, 2021, right? Uh, I It just came out this week, and it was first announced in early February of 2022 that 
this first Seeds of Yum Yum EP was going to be available. And they said it would be available for the first time ever at Juggalo Day 2022, which obviously took place this weekend. That was the 18th and the 19th. But the album actually released digitally. Uh, I think you could do digital downloads. You could order through ICP's web store and I think on other platforms. But it also hit streaming platforms on Juggalo Day, the 17th that we mentioned, so on Thursday, uh, which was one day ahead of the actual Juggalo weekend events. But then the physical versions were sold there. So kind of, uh, I don't know if first time ever available at Juggalo Day events is accurate, but in a physical sense it was. I don't know. Either way, it dropped essentially this week slash end. One of the interesting things about this album is that if you look at the production credits, we've got very much the same producer team as on Yum Yum Bedlam. So Shaggy the Airhead produced three of these tracks. Kuma produced two of them. Devro produced one. And we've even got Mike P credited as the producer for one. Uh, no big surprise here. That one track that he's credited as producing is Hungry Like the Wolf. So Mike P is usually involved in some of the more rock stuff. And that definitely does. Fun note about that, though. The liner notes list Hungry Like the Wolf music as by Mike P written by ICP. Uh, They did not write that song. I mean, yes, they might have written the lyrics, but musically they did not. There are no credits (laughs) to Duran Duran or Simon Le Bon or any of the other band members. So my suspicion is they either didn't get the rights to do this or they feel that it fully falls into the category of parody and didn't feel the need to put any credits to Duran Duran in there. It sounds like they gave Duran Duran to run around. <laughs> to run, to run around. <laughs> Here's another yep, there's interesting my, uh, joke to bring I, it to a grinding halt. Keep oh, going. No, I, I liked that. That was beautiful. Oh, uh, thank you. Here's another interesting one. Six of the seven songs, every track except for Hyde Park Peddler, credit Straight Jacket with the either recording and or mixing Um This is pretty weird because I don't know if you remember talking about this last year, but Straight Jacket was Psychopathic's in-house producer and engineer during that Fearless Fred Fury era and during the original planned Yum Yum Bedlam era. But he left Psychopathic in late 2020, right around the time that that original Yum Yum Bedlam was supposed to release and did not. And he went to work with Magic Ninja. So that leaves some questions. Violent J kind of said, if you leave Psychopathic to go to Magic Ninja, there's no coming back. Like, you're dead to us. Did either they mend their ties with Straight Jacket? Is this the beginning of them starting to have some leniency in that regard? Or were these songs recorded during that original era? That's right. Was this meant for the original Yum Yum Bedlam? Uh, That's the question. Who knows? That's the question. Yeah. That's a good uh, good note there. Absolutely. Yeah. So originally, it looks like this album, all the reports and everything that you read, like on Fago Lovers, when they first reported on it, it was going to be called Wicked Vic the Weed. But on streaming services, it is just called Wicked Vic. There's no mention of the weed. Now, on the physical versions, it does say that. At first, I wasn't sure when we saw the the digital if it was just maybe they dropped that. But on the, the physical, it's there. Right. The, the names of the other two Seeds EPs, by the way, have already been announced. I don't know if you know this or remember this, but the next two are 
Pug Ugly the Stink Bud and Woe the Weepin' Weirdo. And their faces are obviously there on the cover of Yum Yum Bedlam right next to Vic coming out of the uh, pot that Yum Yum is coming out of. Yeah, you think I'm not going to remember Woe? Come on. Woe. Woe. So yeah, isn't this spelled W-O-H? It, it is. It is. Um, yes, it is. So there you go. Awesome. Well, Eric, that is some good information. I appreciate it, my friend. You're welcome. Um, Hug Ugly the Stink Bud. I'm very excited for that one. And it is funny because I was a little um, streaming service. I'm surprised it, dis- it doesn't say the weed. I feel like this seems almost authentically ICP, right, to um, – have something to not have consistent branding across physical releases and streaming releases. Yeah, that's become a a common thing, especially in the more modern era in the sense that like we'll have songs that are named something different on a streaming service versus on the physical and stuff like that. Um, I don't say, I don't think it's super common, but it's not uncommon to see that show up either. I feel like we talk about it uh, quite often with ICP. It, it has um, been happening, but uh, yeah, which is which is strange. I mean, yeah, some of it's because they're pretty independent; they're doing it themselves. They're running their own label on a relatively small team and stuff, so they don't have some sort of giant team of people that are responsible for making sure there's branding consistency across publishing platforms and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, I guess that's true. But. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's for forgive. It doesn't affect the album in any way. So no, I guess there's no. I, way to, no I personally to liked that they had dropped the weed from it, and then I was like, oh well, never mind. Okay, it still got that. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. I mean, personal preference. I like Wicked Vic better than Wicked Vic the weed. Yeah. Although I think that it just reads better, Wicked Vic. You kind of need it because when you go to the other two EPs, the naming convention wouldn't work because that would mean the next album is called. Pug Ugly, which I guess would be okay. And then the next DP would just be called Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Actually, I don't um, hate that if it was just called Whoa. I kind of like Whoa better than just Pug Ugly. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm being honest. But you know what? We'll get to that when we get to those. Uh, let's talk about Wicked Vic the Weed. Uh, so let's go ahead and start our review uh, by, like usual, talking about the album cover. Uh, Eric, what, what what are you thinking on this? Yeah, at first, all we had was literally just that image that's on streaming services uh, when yeah. we first started listening. And since then, people have posted a couple of pictures. I think Mustard has been the one really driving and posting pictures uh, of... The CD case opened up with the disc inside and then some of the pictures of the layout. The cover itself, though, yeah, it's, it's fine. I think it's a little bit underwhelming uh, because or maybe maybe it's a little bit confusing. It looks like a Joker's card cover. It is all black with just the character in its bold three-color design in the middle. But... They didn't do any sort of redesign. They took exactly the pose and angle of uh, Wicked Vic looking off to the side from the cover of Yum Yum Bedlam and put a body on him. And it doesn't, I don't know. I, 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 I'm looking at it and I'm going, is this a Joker's card? Is this um, like a supporting EP? Normally when they do that, like when they used to do the sideshows and stuff, and even for some of the other ones, they would put the little logo down in the corner of the main album to show that this is a supporting ep that's right yeah Um, 
but I suppose they did the same thing with Yum Yum's Lure in the sense that that was a supporting lead-up EP, and it was just, well, the the sort of metallic version of the, the cover on black. Uh, maybe this is just what they're doing. I like when they keep that design reserved for Joker's cards, though. I think it helps them read. It makes them stand out as this is a main album. And they usually have a little more fun and do different designs for the EPs. So this one is different to me. I mean, I, I don't know. I think I think it's okay. I think that Wicked Vic looks familiar to me. He looks like an angry Ron Perlman is what he looks like. Do you see it? <laughs> I can see it. Well, let me tell you what, what Wicked Vic looks like to me. And and you already know, because I've said this in our group chat with Mike and Schmeev, the JJ boys, because I just, I couldn't handle it anymore. I had to tell somebody. <laughs> I, I tried to wait till this moment, but Wicked Vic looks like the dude at like a, a metal show or a hardcore show that's uh super into disturbed wearing a disturbed t-shirt and uh absolutely crowd killing the shit out of 17 year olds for karate moshing when you say crowd killing uh, you mean um aggressively push moshing them yes yeah push yeah yeah trying to yes puffing out his chest stomping around bumping into them hard absolutely uh just doing weird things and not really reading the room that uh you know maybe he's not the hip generation anymore <laughs> and maybe he doesn't know the newest ways to uh, not accepting yeah. of the fact that there's a, a crossover audience and maybe the kids these days aren't on the same page as him and he's not on the same page as them can i tell you when i went on that texas tour with Ballista to do merch for them with madball yeah the venues were filled with these motherfuckers i believe that uh filled with these motherfuckers every night there was a problem i remember <laughs> because it was filled with them and then uh the audience that uh loves madball but like you know the ballista audience that also yes. loves madball right right so it was uh that was strange but that is what this motherfucker looks like he just looks like a pissed off old head metal dude that just really wants to go to fucking not fest and uh wear his disturbed t-shirt and uh be you know drunk in uh, uh festival grounds oh so he's wicked vic the old head metal dude yes wicked vic the old head metal dude he's no longer the weed perfect well so that i mean outside of that i guess i should give my actual thoughts yeah outside of that uh i think i mean the uh design is good the colors are great together i think that the actual drawing of uh you know graphic of him himself is fantastic he's got that one little but, leaf uh, for an arm just one yeah he's got the he's sticking his ass out a little bit a little you know bit. you know this is reminiscent of what they did with fearless fred fury where they did the 12 or 11 song ep uh <laughs> flip the rat but they basically just took That's the right. flip the rat from the cover of art of fearless red fury and put it on the cover of its own ep which i think worked much better than this does yeah uh i was yeah i mean although this might look good this looks like it's like if i were not in the know and i were to walk into a uh a store and and see this on the rack i would say oh this is a new joker's card 
Yeah. Right. If if I was if I was still like, you know, if I wasn't caught up with with ICP, if I didn't already know that Yum Yum's lore came out or Yum Yum Bedlam. Right. If um, you were if you were out of the loop and hadn't been, you would be like, oh, shit, yeah, I, I didn't know this about this. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess they put out a new Joker's card. I would. This does not read like a sideshow EP at all. Um, I think and I think that. That's not a specific design choice that they made because who would fucking make that design choice? I think that was out of laziness. They were just like, we're, we got to have three of these things. Just fucking throw them on the cover. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Yum Yum Bedlam is a little different in that regard because it's become, rather than an album with a supporting EP, it is a series of releases, right? This is going to be a five, essentially, release yeah, album the, series. Right. So yeah, they, at the end of the day, with yeah, Yum Yum's lore, Bedlam, and then all these three, yeah, yeah, and uh, keeping the cover art consistent in that regard kind of makes sense if they hadn't already established the Joker's card look and feel outside of the other releases. Correct. So Correct. I get it. I don't get it. I think it's fine when you look at the inside of the uh, physical. It very much keeps with the art style of yum yum bedlam it looks you know they they kept that very asian theming and feel to it and i mean it looks like yum yum bedlam like a companion piece to it so see i I will say i i think uh you know if you look at the larger picture at the end of you know whenever whoa is finally released at the end of that yeah um if they are all consistently branded like this on the outside they'd make for a a, a gorgeous just display piece of all of them together yeah i mean i'll be curious to see if they do like a box set like a yum yum flower box set that's got all five and probably has a bonus disc of additional tracks like uh you know devil in leather and stuff like that on there uh yeah no that that i would that wouldn't surprise me at all I, i mean i might buy it yeah i'm not saying that i'm in love with this EP or, you know, yeah, I had positive thoughts about Yum Yum Bedlam, but, yeah. you know, but yeah, uh, could be cool. so, yeah, not much, not much else to say about it. Let's go ahead and get into the, uh, the track by track then. Um, so we have seven tracks here on this EP at a very, very manageable length mm-hmm. of 26 minutes, 49 seconds. Manageable. Very. Um, so let's go ahead and start with the first track. The first track is the title track, Wicked Vic. What you got for me, Eric? Well, I'll tell you what. This is totally an intro track, but it's not called intro. And this is an interesting track on here because it's the only track on this album that really feels like an homage to classic ICP, right? When you look back to the early ICP albums, like Carnival of Carnage, there was an intro, but then there was also a track just called Carnival of Carnage that was basically uh, an instrumental track with a looping or repeated phrase. There was no verses, there was no hook, there was nothing extra. Uh, There was a song at the end of Ringmaster called Ringmaster's Word that was kind of like that. And that's what this is. This is a two and a half minute track with the looping and repeated phrase, wicked, wicked, wicked Vic. And there's a, you know, really not much else to it aside from you get some random background lines about problem child and black sheep of the family. If you pay attention, 
those lines show up in the bridge of the next song as well. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if they sampled one from the other, if they had recorded mm. that bridge for this and put it into the other or vice versa. Could be. I will say every time I've listened to it, except for the time when I was taking notes and really focused in, this song feels about twice as long as it needs to be to me, even though it's a similar length to that Carnival of Carnage track. It's fine. I'm not going to come back to it to listen, but as an intro, I think it's functional and it works and it was kind of neat to hear. What did you think? Um. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, overall vibes on this song is I went into the next song, not saying, oh, this is going to be good, but also not saying like, oh, this is going to be a chore to listen to. Right. Like it just, it, it met expectations. It was just that looping, looping, wicked, wicked, wicked Vic. Great. It might be a touch too long. I was kind of feeling the length of it towards the end, but it wasn't like, okay, holy shit, there's still a minute of this left. It's like, okay, guys, it's it's probably a little past time to to end, and then it ends, you know? Yeah, I don't even um, know that I feel like it's necessarily too long, but I think the reason that I was sensing the length of it is because there is a point in the song that feels like a natural conclusion, and right when your brain is like, oh, this yes. song's about to wrap up, it keeps going, you're like, oh. Oh, oh, okay. I guess it's going to keep going. That's right. Yeah, there is that that little natural uh, endpoint there. I think my massive problem I have with this song is that fucking clown horn at the beginning. <laughs> There's it's, a lot of clown and carnival themed sounds on this EP. There, you know, there is, but n- not a single one of them more egregious than this fucking horn. Okay, I didn't even notice uh, it really. Oh my god. We never do this. Eric, can you pull up Spotify? It's like in the first three seconds of the you, song. You mean can when you Violent J is doing the intro where he's saying, we're going to clown that ass. That part? Yeah, and then it's like, uh-uh. <laughs> it's, it okay. is the most ridiculous clown horn. Okay, okay. I'm I'm listening right now. To honor the arrival of Little Wicked Vic, we about to clown that bitch ass. Yeah. I mean, it's there. It feels like somebody honking a horn can i tell you what why i have a problem with it sure i I think i i know why i have a problem with it um and that is you ever hear like those sound effects that just keep coming up time and time again like Uh, a little home scream background noises yeah like yeah exactly exactly um or like uh in spongebob the guy that says my leg you know what i mean (laughs) just like That it just sounds familiar and you, it's just like. It feels like it's from a stock uh, audio library. (laughs) Correct. That is exactly, I've heard this exact horn honk a million times. It's from somewhere. It's, it's, it's something that I list. I, I don't know where, where it's from, but I know that this is 100% like look up clown horn and it is on page one of stock interesting like foley sounds you know I, what i mean I, I feel like that sound effect is generic enough that there isn't uh identifying or unique factors to it that i'm like that's the same clown horn it just feels like a generic clown horn to me i didn't think anything right. of it but i mean it, it, this this clown horn could be everywhere or it could be nowhere and i wouldn't i wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all i don't know well all right 
There, just, there you go. That's your biggest it, issue it, with it. It takes me out of the song, but it also happens at the very beginning, so it's easy to get back into the song afterwards. You know what I mean? I, I guess so. The song hadn't really started yet at that exactly. point. Yeah. Okay. All right. Aaron didn't like the <laughs> the clown horn sound. So let's move on to track number two. This one is a cover of the classic Stephen Sondheim song from A Little Night Music. It's called Send In The Clowns. What were your thoughts? Ah, uh, yes. This cover. Um. <laughs> Where are the clowns? Send in the clowns. Just yes, I, I didn't like the clown horn in Wicked Vic. There was nothing about the clown sounds uh, or carnival sounds in this song that stood out to me as bad, though. Okay. So I, I didn't mind any of them. Obviously, this song is very, uh, to an extent, a little whimsical. And okay, no, I do. I There is one. I forgot. I'm reading my notes now. There's there something one that bothers that me in this song that just stands one out. sound that I hate. Is it the, the whimsical uh, motor whir sound effect? No, I didn't even notice that. I mean, I God might have, damn. but it didn't stand out to me. The thing that bothers me in this song is that at the beginning, Violent J says a word that I don't think is the word that it should be. And he says something like, when the world makes you want to earl. When the public makes you want to earl. Like E-A-R-L. And I'm like, does he mean hurl? Like when on Wayne's World, they said, I'm going to hurl. Like I'm going to throw up. Wayne, I'm so excited. I, I think I'm going to hurl. <laughs> And I'm like, that's very strange to me. And I can't yeah. get past it. Every time I hear it, it fucks me up. It's obnoxious that you find this so obnoxious. Get over it. So Mustard has it on Genius as apostrophe URL. Anyways, okay. So uh, yeah, I can see why you would not like that. What I didn't like about that first verse is uh, just sort of the, uh, the sort of sing talk delivery style that he's giving it. Not a huge fan. Um, and then, uh, you hear all smiles. Uh, I actually think that the chorus is pretty good. I like this course. It's, it's pretty catchy. It's very much so new ICP. You know what I mean? I have a note that says it has all the hallmarks of a modern ICP track. Oh yeah. And, and when I, even, I guess when I say new ICP, like I'm even talking about like yum, yum era ICP. Yeah. A little bit. Yes. You know, like specifically Yum Yum era ICP. It's it's got it's very authentically that, and it's good. They executed good. They do yeah. this well. They did it well on Yum Yum Bedlam. They did it. They do it well on this course here. The production is great overall. This song not terrible at all. There's some parts I would fix. There's some parts I would change if I was producing it. But I uh, I, I think that this song's pretty good. Hey, I'm I'm liking the EP so far. Overall positive vibes. Right. What do you got? Yeah, you know, I would agree. This track and the next one have some yum yum bedlam vibe to them. Uh, but I would, I think that these are the only two songs that feel of this era to me. Honestly, there's a laugh sample in here. A person going <laughs> like, I don't, I can't do it, but. I swear they've used it in another song before, and I racked my brain trying to figure out what song it was, but I can't place it. I like what this song is. It's like a when everything sucks and when you're like a reject from this world, grab your grease paint and paint your face like a clown. Be a juggalo. This is, you know, you don't belong there and everything sucks. Well, 
here's where you can belong and, you know, put all that stuff behind you. I, I, you know, I don't think this is an A or S tier track, which is probably why I don't think it would have worked on Yum Yum Bedlam, because when I went back and listened to Yum Yum Bedlam after listening to this, I went, God damn, this album has a lot of unique, interesting songs on it. And this one is a little middling for that. Is it bad? Nope. I just don't think it's as strong or memorable as, as those songs are, but it does have that modern Yum Yum era sound to it. So I think it's a fine track. Awesome. And for the record, by the way, you did that clown laugh sound effect flawlessly. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't, don't be discouraged, my friend. That was fantastic. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think cause I, I did the same thing. I listened to Yum Yum Bedlam post my first listen of wicked Vic, but also i mean i, I listen to yummy on bedlam like once every week a couple weeks anyways because yeah. you know it's good it but is. um it is this song is not it's definitely not up to par with anything on yummy on bedlam i think that that honestly definitely agree with you has the stronger songs on it but this it can it's it's there right i mean it, it's there and it's authentically what new Yum Yum Air ICP is. Yeah. I like it. I think it's, it's not, good. Not bad. It's a good first track on this EP. First, first song. Absolutely. I mean, obviously the intro is there, but this is a, a good first song for it. Absolutely. Uh, well, hey, let's move on to the next song, which you've already mentioned because it is very similar. Uh, Clown Bounce, track three. What do you got? Yeah, this is the one on this EP that most feels like a Yum Yum Bedlam outtake to me. It's like oh, yeah. a, this song is like a prototype of Clown Drippin. Even Shaggy's flows here are super similar to what he does on Clown Drippin, which is uh, good because he sounds fucking great on this song. Jay's voice sounds so strained on this track and it makes me feel like his throat hurts. Um, the hook is weird. It's got this like, I don't even know what to describe that instrument as. I want to say accordion or like electric keyboard or something. It's kind of weird. I I don't really know how to describe what's going on there. It feels a little out of place with the rest of the song, but I think this song is fine. I think it's a little stronger than Send In The Clowns. I don't think it's super catchy or memorable, though. Much like Send In The Clowns, even though it feels of this era, it feels like I understand why if they recorded it at the same time as the other tracks, it didn't make it onto the album. It makes me so happy that you mentioned Clown Drippin' because I literally, the, my first note after listening to the song all the way through once was, is this the Clown Drippin' prequel? Like, yeah, is this what, yes. the, what like, Clown Drippin' like, came from? Because that's what it sounds like. You're yes. absolutely right. That's what it sounds like. And personally, I love that because Clown Drippin' has become one of the, uh, especially the chorus has become one of the ones that, after not listening to yum yum bedlam for like a week two weeks i'll just ought to just start humming yeah and all of a sudden i'm listening to yum yum bedlam you know what i mean so yeah clown clown bounce i i'm a big fan of this one i think it definitely is stronger than send in the clowns although looking at this in the context of would i choose this over yum yum bedlam tracks uh no i wouldn't yeah, if you had recorded both of these within that same recording session and you were narrowing it down and going, what songs do we actually want to put on the album? And you had Clown Bounce and Clown Drippin' next to each other, you'd go, well, Clown Drippin's the one that's going to go on the album. 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that there would have possibly been a scenario where that would have, was the case. But, um, yeah, I think the flows, the flows are great. Production is amazing. Not as strong as, as Clown Drippin', but solid song. My favorite on this EP so far. All right. Well, let's move on to track four then. This one's called Mutilator. What do you think about this one? Um, so mutilator this one when you when it starts like this is where the uh the whimsicalness of send in the clowns and clown bounce uh officially ends yeah this almost feels like a a different i don't know it feels like a different producer wicked vic well yeah definitely because it, it is feels like uh it feels like wicked vic the weed was broken into chapters right chapter one the first three songs Sure. Chapter two, the last four could really, I mean, not saying that the last four are very similar because obviously there's one that's very not. Uh, chapter but- one, the first three tracks. Chapter two, just Mutilator. Chapter three, the rest of the album. Yeah, I guess Mutilator is darker. Yeah, Hyde Park Peddler isn't isn't as dark as Mutilator. No, it's goofy. A- anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a Kuma goofy. beat. Um, this is the only new beat that Kuma did. He also did the remix of Ain't No Time at the end. So the right. other tracks on here are Devereaux and Shaggy the Airhead, who produced so much of Yum Yum Bedlam. Yum Yum Bedlam. So, um, so it already feels darker. I love uh, Jay's vocal delivery in the first verse. I think it matches the vibe uh, and the energy of the beat very well. Not a huge fan of the chorus with the guitar, but I mean, I gotta, I gotta hand it to them. When I wasn't listening to this EP this week, I listened to it three times before we recorded. When when I wasn't listening to it, I was singing "You Paid a Play" in my head, <laughs> and I don't I don't particularly like it, but I just have to hand it to. And I I don't definitely don't like what they did to me by putting that in my head. But I I I gotta hand it to them. It's catchy as hell. It's it's pretty fucking. Even if it was bad and poorly executed, it would not be in my head. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it was bad and poorly executed, it wouldn't be in my head. But it was bad and really, really solidly executed. But, yeah, I I, uh, I think that with a, the as dark as it went, you know, and it, it, it really didn't go that dark. No. But no. compared to, it's night and day compared to what we've ha- heard before uh, this on this EP. But, um. I think that they match the the energy of the beat very well. The chorus, although it's bad, very catchy. I mean, good lines in here, right? Uh, there's a verse where Violent J and, and Shaggy sort of do these trade-offs. Played chicken with a train, shot Drano in my veins, blew out my brains, and yet I still remain. Swallowed a lit M80. <laughs> and then the next one, fuck the junkie bag lady raw. Uh, uh, anyways... There's some good stuff in here. Probably not that one, but there's some good stuff in here. Overall, okay song. Yeah, you know, I'll say this. I don't think it's a bad song, but there's also nothing I really like about it. Uh, Because I don't think there's a lot of things that stand out about the song. Because I think it's kind of a collection of random ideas mashed together, right? There are things that I dislike about it. I think the beat is relatively underwhelming. It's not bad. But it's not a standout where you're like, fuck, yeah, that's a sick beat. I don't like the hook. I don't understand the you gotta pay to play part. I don't know how it relates to the song. I, I even read the lyrics and I went, mm, 
I oh, think I that was explain that. Oh, you can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't, and I think they know that. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, it's just a, a rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> it was a rhyme. This song is a by the numbers generic ICP track. It is you take one part uh, violent lyrics, one part rock hook, uh, one part trade off, one liner flows, and mix it all together, and you've got a generic middle of the road ICP track. And this one is that to me. Uh, I will say this after listening to this song and the last one, I I firmly believe that Shaggy has become by far the stronger rapper of the two, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of this track, not because I think it's bad, but because I think it's pretty forgettable in the larger scope of ICP music. They've done songs that do this, but much better. Yeah, I think that I can I can sort of share those sentiments uh, with you. And it's fun. I was actually going to bring this up in my overall thoughts um, about Shaggy feeling like the stronger rapper in this new era of ICP. Yeah. You know, I listened to this album a lot since it came out and I was riding in the car at one point listening and I actually had this thought like maybe it's time for Shaggy to become the main MC and Jay to become the sort of backup color edition you know like hype man um and i was like gosh what would that do to icp what would this become something different that's for sure yeah yeah uh and and i'm glad also glad that you brought up because i i didn't even bring up the fact that i do have the uh note that there's not really cohesion with the lyrics although there is some fun one-liners here and there there's not really a cohesive message that was being told and that's fine. Uh, so they don't let, always have to, but yeah, yeah, it it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, but I, I don't know. I would have liked to saw see that here in this specific instru- instance. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next song. Uh, I mentioned it during my review of the previous song, and this is a song called Hyde Park Peddler. Hyde um, Park Peddler. Yes. Uh, yeah. What you got? This is an interesting song, and uh, for all of my. I don't want to say I have issues with anything Jay did on the first three songs. I feel like Jay is straining. I feel like he's struggling or going through the motions at times. But I think on this song, this is a place where Jay shines. He he takes on the role of this character, the Hyde Park peddler, and he tells his story. This is a thing that ICP has done in the past that Jay is really good at doing. I think Jay sounds great on this. I think lyrically it's fun and interesting. This is a creepy dude that rides his bike around the park and kills people. And it oddly works well. Musically, it's also really interesting. By the way, I I tried to look up Hyde Park. There doesn't seem to be a Hyde Park in or near Detroit. Now, I found some apartment buildings called the Hyde Park Apartments, but most of the Mm. notable Hyde Parks, there's a Hyde Park in London and there's one in New York. Uh, I don't know if they just chose it because it's generic or because it is a specific thing they're referring to around them. But uh, anyway, the, the music really stood out to me. Like this one grabbed my attention because the intro and the hook are a calliope version of the classic song, You Made Me Love You. You made me love you. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. 
And I know that song because when I was in grade school, we had a choral concert and that was one of the songs we had to sing. So I knew it like Mm. the second I heard it, I was like, wait a minute, what is this? Now, (laughs) if you've never heard that song, it was originally recorded by Al Jolson in 1913 and since then was used in a lot of uh, movies and Broadway musicals. Um, I think Doris Day recorded it and Frank Sinatra recorded it. And all of these different, you know, it it kind of became a standard. So it's a relatively well-known song. Also, parts of the music are extremely reminiscent of the ICP song Superstar, which was on Forgotten Freshness Volume 3. And I think also it was a Pendulum single. Uh, And I actually, at first, when I first listened to it, I'm going, why is this so familiar? Why is, and then I realized why it did. And I thought they might've actually been sampling it, but I don't think that it is. I think it's just... It has a similar feel and pace to it. I'll put them next to each other here so you can hear it and see what you think. Come on, mom's 83 birthday gift. Green tandem Schwinn for me and my twin. But cramping my swag got his ass clipped. Now it's just me. Backseat, hoping for the chicks. See me ride. But the other, and this is maybe the most interesting thing, it took several times listening, but I was listening to this, and in the hook, they used Godzilla's roar. <laughs> Did you catch it? Wait, is that actually, I, 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 it sounded familiar. I'm, I'm like 99% sure that it is a, a sample of Godzilla's roar. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not a massive Godzilla guy. Uh, I, I'm just casual fan of godzilla uh but if you i mean i'm I'm deferring to you if that's godzilla's roar then i mean fuck i mean i'll put them next to each other here and we'll determine whether it is determine confirmed this is Godzilla's roar from the 1968 film Destroy All Monsters. So uh, the other thing that I liked about this is lyrically, okay, there's, okay, yes. He talks about blowing up an inner tube and sticking it in uh, Hooker's boobs and then blowing them up so she floats up in the air to explode. Okay, yes, that kind of stuff happens. But there's some neat references in here. He references his inner flube. Now, I don't know if you know this, but... Flubes is what Jay and his brother and their friends called themselves as kids. They were rejects. They were poor. They were called, they called themselves Flubes. Flube kind of predated the concept of Juggalo, which was interesting. And then a few lines later, there's a chop, chop. And the way that the sort of choral, like gang vocals do it, it's a total callback to the song Chop, Chop from Beverly Kills, which I thought was kind of neat. But overall, lyrically, conceptually, and musically, this was a really a clever song to me. However, it does not feel like it's of this era at all. This feels like something that could have been on like Mighty Death Pop or something like that. It's just totally different song. But what did you think? Yeah, this song uh, definitely does not feel of this era. And uh, Jay stands out with it i mean for real you're this is his strongest track on the ep he does a a great job with it and this is something i had to uh, listen to the song twice and i had to then go and see if mustard came up with the same thing 
on Genius when he posted lyrics. By the way, I th- I'm pretty sure Mustard was the one that posted everything. Oh, I think so. I think I think um, Mustard might have gotten early access to this. And uh, actually, in, yeah. yeah, in fact, I think Mustard said in the Discord, okay, everything's up. But I had to go back and check to, uh, what Mustard had as well. And Eric, I've been playing this very close to the chest. This is more important than my realization of what Wicked Vic looks like. I retroactively now have a juggalo tattoo wait wait retro i know well i mean did you get the first day out tattoo no oh although i uh i I probably will uh i'll probably do that on myself later tonight or tomorrow who knows so what wait what's um, the retroactive one you've got i have a tattoo of a pink croc on my thigh oh i got it two years ago yeah and now it shows up in a ICP song. I pedal hard in my pink croc flip flops. Yep. So I have a Hyde Park peddler tattoo, guys. Can you believe it? Uh, I'm actually. I wish I would have gotten a retroactive, better song tattoo, but uh, this song's good. <laughs> yeah, this is good. I can't um, wait to see the first day out tattoo when you get it finished, though. Yeah, that, that one's going to be better for a, a song that I like better. <laughs> that too. one's going to be. That one will be better. Actually, I mean, objectively, the tattoo probably won't be better because the croc was done by a professional. Yeah. Okay. So that aside, uh, Ultimate Juggalo, uh, Aaron over here, croc tattoo. Um, At the very beginning, uh, and what Mustard has down here, I genuinely don't know what it says, uh, is it's Tickle Time, which was an intro uh, in the intro. And... For a brief second, I thought we were just we were about to get introduced to a brand new Willoughby Rags type character because that's <laughs> what it sounded like. It sounded like they were doing a new character. I was like, oh, I got so excited for a second. And then I was like, oh, wait, that was just Jay doing a putting on a weird voice for like half a second. Yeah. <laughs> so I was a, I was a little upset by that. Uh, got my hopes up a little bit. Um, but uh, so Jay's delivery on these verses. Incredible. Uh, telling this story, doing what he does best, 100%. This is his best performance on the EP. The chorus, uh, I'm not, uh, I, I hate the chorus. Uh, not not a fan of the chorus at all. And then uh, there's one line that really, st- there's a lot of lines that stand out. He, he does a lot of, he has a lot of great lines in this. But one line that stands out is, uh, her pussy never got air with all those thighs smushing. Yeah. For, I don't know. That one just, I I heard it loud and clear every time I listened to the song. Same. More so than most other ones. It jumps out uh, and you're like, wait a minute. Was I not paying attention to what he said right before this? And then when you pay yeah, attention to read the lyrics, you're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. But yeah. Uh, overall, I think that this is a, a fun song of a different ICP era. That you know, that sounds like a different ICP era. Yeah, chorus is terrible, but I, you know, I also think that this good. this song, pick this track up and drop it onto Yum Yum's Lure and tell me it doesn't fit perfectly on that album. It does. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, it would be fine. Well, let's um, just hey, let's move on to the next track and be happy you don't have a wolf tattoo because you talk about wishing that your tattoo was from a better song. Personally, I don't think this one's it, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Hungry Like the Wolf. Oh, you don't think that this is the 
the ICP song, the song? Um, I hope it's not. I hope it's not either. Hungry Like the Wolf. It's titled just like the Duran Duran song. There's music from the, the Duran Duran song. They say Hungry Like the Wolf. Well, no, they don't. They say Hungry Like a Wolf. Oh, yeah, you're right. They say Hungry Like a Wolf. You're right. Yes. Um, But this is just a mess of uh, why the fuck was this even made? And more importantly, why was this put on like an official release? It's one thing to release this on something like a Forgotten Freshness or on like a, a giveaway at Juggalo Weekend. But this is a wide released support EP to your newest Joker's card. And you're going to put this on there. This should have been the B side to um, what is that song? Devil in Leather. It should have been two tracks. 100%. Yes. Yeah. And I think I would probably go easier on this song if it was. Agreed. Not that I have a lot to say on Devil in Leather, but yeah, I think that they 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 interpolated the music in a decent way, I guess. Uh, the vocal delivery in the chorus is so fucking awful. In fact, mm. it is so awful that uh, in Wolf, the word Wolf, um, it is slightly off pitch. Well, yeah, the 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 harmony is off, like very off. Um, yes, it is off. And it is so, it stands out so hard because it is so long and drawn out. Wolf. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like, like the low harmony is flat and it's weird. It, oh, God. It's so noticeable. This, okay, this is my final note on this song because I don't have a lot. This sucks and it's something you'll show your friends to show them how ridiculous it is and then probably never listen to it again. That You know what? That's super accurate. Because I did the same. I let Christy listen to about 30 seconds and she laughed and she was like, does Aaron like this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell her, no, I don't. <laughs> you know, here's my thoughts. I know that there are such dedicated ICP loyalists out there that they will defend and like anything ICP does. Like if Violent J farted on a mic and released the album, they'd be like, this is dope. And honestly... This track isn't far off from that. I mean, it's so incredibly bad that I'm going to give them the credit of assuming that they made it bad intentionally, that yeah. that they were like, let's make sure the vocal harmonies are off. Let's make sure it sounds stupid and thin and goofy. Let's make this just as over the top, unbearable and dumb as we can. I have to think that that's what they did. Like the first time I heard it, I laughed, but I also died just a little bit inside. It's that bad. I can't do it. Like the whoop, 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 whoop. Like I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, the whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. As, I, soon as, as soon as they hit that, I hit the biggest eye roll. Like, but that's what I'm anybody saying. Anybody who's alone in their apartment could hit. If <laughs> you listened to that and you went, that's fucking awesome. And meant it. I don't know if if I know how to relate to you as a human being. Now, if you listen to it and you went, oh, my God, that's so bad. It's so dumb. And if Violent J and Shaggy were like, how can we make this so dumb that people laugh and go, oh, my God, that's so bad and so dumb. If that's the case, then OK, I feel you. Uh, but outside that, like, 
I, I don't I, even if it was them goofing doing this tongue-in-cheek intentionally bad song I still and I don't care what anybody says this is a waste of time and I want the money that I didn't actually spend to listen to it back yeah and and also Twisted did a cover of this song a couple of years ago with Jimmy Urine from Mindless Self-Indulgence. And although I'm not a huge fan of that version of the song, uh, it's competent. You know, it's it's done well enough. ICP has to know they did it, right? I mean, I guess it's possible they don't know and this is a coincidence. But is there some level of we're goofing on Twisted for covering this song and now we're doing it? Or is it like after it released, the internet blew up and Jay went, oh, fuck, we didn't know that Twisted did this already. I don't know. There's no fucking way they don't know. Eric, I, I got it. There's no fucking way they don't know. I, I would think that. I would hope that. I mean, if they don't know, then they are like, if they literally didn't know that, then they are the worst business people in the world. And we, we, Tout them on as being the best business people. Now, you know what I mean? If this is a low key, passive aggressive, twisted diss track, and they just let it be what it is just to goof on twisted, it might be the most brilliant diss track I've ever heard. This is what happened. They're like, you know what? I want to cover something. Twisted covered Hungry Like the Wolf, which is a song that we love. Fuck it. Let's just cover it anyways. They don't mean shit to us. We don't like it's not going to affect us at all. We're going to put out such a solid version, right? That it's not going to affect us at all. And then they put out this one and it flops because you're right. I, 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 you sent me the twisted version to listen to, to compare for this. It's clearly the better version. I don't like it, but it's clearly the better version. Right. It's the more like competent version. Oh, yeah. Competent indeed. Okay. Well, hey, let's go ahead and move on to the last uh, track. Now, this track is a uh, remix of a track off of Yum Yum Bedlam. So this is track number seven, Ain't No Time, Kuma's Timeless Remix. So if you thought that there were, you know, wasn't any time, uh, if, if you thought maybe you still had some time, even after you heard the song was named Ain't No Time, Kuma's saying this is timeless. So you really don't have time. What? Eric, what are your thoughts? I don't understand keep, what you just said. Keep it said. quick because you don't have time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so here are my thoughts, and I'm not going to share a whole lot of them. I didn't like this song the first time around, and I like this version even less, I think. Violent J sounds like he's singing through a vacuum cleaner with a kazoo stuck in it. Uh, like the remix somehow makes a, a shitty song also a more boring song. I think ending the EP with Hungry Like the Wolf and then this remix, especially when I first listened to it the first time or two, left a super sour taste in my mouth. If I had heard any of the first five tracks independently of the album, I would have went, oh yeah, that's cool. Uh, but altogether... This makes me walk away from the EP going, that EP sucks, which I don't think is the truth, but this is not the way to end this to me. I don't need this here. I don't want this here. I don't like this song. I don't understand why 
they're putting so much behind this shitty, awful song. They they just put out a video for it this week as well. I'm like, I saw that. Yeah, it's it's a bad vibe song. It's got lots of bad singing on it. Like, I am not here to trash ICP. That is not the goal of our podcast. As a matter of fact, I would say even if we don't like songs nine times out of ten, I think that we see the genius and the value in what they do. And we are fans of them and we respect and appreciate them as artists. This is a song that I don't see eye to eye with them on any level. I don't know why they feel that this is the hot single from that album. But anyway, those are my thoughts. What what are your thoughts? My thoughts, I went back to look at my notes for the Yum Yum Bedlam review to see what I wrote about the original. Because although I have already, you know, I, I have heard it multiple times since then, uh, I wanted to see what my original thoughts were when I, you know, my first week of listening to it dedicated. My only note <laughs> under Ain't No Time was, no thanks. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure we probably talked to, I probably had more things to say about it in the actual episode. I didn't go back and listen to our episode beforehand, but uh, so I was like, oh, that helps me none. Um, but I was like, all right, well, you know, let's see if I like this one better. And listening to the two critically, you know, back to back, which is kind of what I did. It's not any better. And it's, it, it's, I mean, I don't think it's any worse, but it doesn't add a single thing that the original version didn't have. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I think this was just Kuma's specific vision for it. Maybe they thought we should add one more song, you know, and, and Kuma's like, well, hey, check the, you know, add this one, whatever. I don't know what the fuck was going on, but I don't think it needed to be here. I don't know why they're pushing it so hard. Like you said, they put a video out for it this week fucking why I, I don't understand it's not the song that i feel like they think it is yeah you know they've been known to do this in the past though give a song to multiple producers and then pick the version they like the best that might have been yeah, the case yeah. they might have had this sitting there and went yeah go ahead and put it on there uh, my real hope that this would be the version without roadside ghost on it and we'd hear something slightly different but nope yeah uh, we're not a mean-spirited show i'm not out there to put bad vibes out into the world but I did have the thought that our next merch design should be a shirt that just says Roadside Ghost Gave Me Diarrhea. <laughs> uh, but that would be so shitty. That would be a horrible thing to do. Or uh, um, I went to uh, how, how could we format it this way? I listened to Yum Yum Bedlam, but all I got was this stupid Roadside Ghost shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. The, yeah, no, they're still fucking in here. I'm not a fan of Roadside Ghost. And again, like, we try and not harp on ICP. Like you said, even the songs that we don't particularly like, we understand the merit of. And yeah. we under, you know, we, we, we can critically look at it and, and see the good in it. This song, the original version and this remix version, I don't see... It's it's not that it's like so awful I would never listen to it again. I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to it. I even wrote down here, you know, I, I will probably only ever listen to the first 30 seconds of this song while I have this EP on in the background and I haven't gotten up to go change it yet. Well, if I you know? get to this part in the EP. Y yeah, yeah. That's if I get through Hungry Like the Wolf. But I mean, it's it's there's nothing that stands out to it that's good. There's multiple things that stand out to it that's not good. Yeah. So that's what it boils down to. 
Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that is our thoughts on Wicked Vic. Track by track. Can we believe it? Yeah. Uh, we now have our bonus song to review, and that is the song that came out yesterday. Mustard was so kind enough as to send us an MP3 link into the uh, Discord. Which I think he it. got from Fago Lovers, maybe? I think they posted it as well. Oh, perfect. Okay. So this is uh, our thoughts on Devil in Leather. Well, hey, Aaron. Do you remember back in the early 2000s when 80s metal throwbacks were a trend? When albums like Punk Goes Metal were popular and when goof bands like Metal School, who changed their name later to Steel Panther, and Tenacious D were blowing up and getting a lot of attention? Hell yeah, I do. You know what? So does ICP. And they said, let's do it 22 years later. Exactly. Exactly. Um, do you remember Punk Goes Metal? It spawned I, like yeah, I do, the I whole do. Punk Goes like series. They did Punk Goes Pop and Acoustic and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah. Metal was punk the first folk. one. I don't, I don't know if Punk Goes Folk existed. I but, think it, uh, it might yeah. be. There have been 19 Punk Goes albums since Punk Goes Metal released in August of 2000. But Punk Goes Folk is not one of them. Punk it Goes Reggae? No. Punk goes jazz. No. Punk goes bluegrass. No. Ooh, I listen to uh, punk goes bluegrass. What about uh, like punk goes uh, like Samoan tribal music? No. Where they oh. play like hand drums. <laughs> um, punk goes Tuvan throat singing. Oh yes. <laughs> no. What if punk they did goes one? yodeling? <laughs> no. 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 What if they just did one called Punk Goes Punk and it was just punk bands playing their own songs? No, just playing each other's songs. Yeah, that'd be fine too. Yeah, just covering fun. Yeah, fun. covering each other's. They See, they could actually do that. That's a joke, but they could have done it. It's a joke that they could have and should have done. Anyway, um, in the early 2000s, like really like, I would say from 2000 to 2004 or 5, I feel like this 80s hair metal throwback thing was a trend. Like it was it was funny and like kind of trendy to goof on hair metal throwback stuff. And it actually right. even I think influenced a lot of fashion at that time. I think you know, going to shows, kids started wearing like youth large shirts and stuff and you know, the tight jeans and I think that was part oh, yeah. of the influence that there was that sort of old school metal influence going into stuff at that time. But this is, this fits so in with that trend from 20 years ago. I will say though, this song is just a silly song that they recorded and elite and released alongside that Friday performance at Juggalo weekend this year. That fake band that they play with is called the bitchin wild bucks. And I think that uh, the, the guys that they, play with in that band and this i'm not sure if this is all of them or some of them razor ray plays guitar on some of their tracks more recently he was in a old detroit like thrash metal band called um harm's way not to be confused with the hardcore band harm's way but i think this band is guys from that band just having fun here with razor ray and and icp uh, you know, the whole thing, like we said, was more the rock stuff. They had the full eighties hair and makeup. It was all like that sunset strip, California yeah. kind of hair metal yeah. thing going on. And if you showed up in full glam gear, you got a copy of this CD or cassette for the show. Now the song is bad. I would never listen to it again, 
but it's fun and funny for this purpose. It's like, you know, sometimes we're like, they should have just dropped this as a single at a show and it would have been a fun thing. They did exactly that here. That's I think exactly it totally works. Yeah. yeah. I think it's cool that they did this. I'm also not sure why they felt the need to do this. But yeah, the song sucks. They know it sucks. They made it suck on purpose. It's funny. It's fine. Yeah. So kind of to summate my brief thoughts, the song sucks, but it's not a song that uh, is trying to be good and sucks. It's a song that knows it sucks and sucks because, I mean, this is exactly what, you know, when we talked about like big money hustles and big money rustles and stuff like that, this is two just dumbass friends that got very successful and now they just want to do dumb stuff that they can afford to do now because they got successful, right? Right. This is this is two dumb friends sharing their dumb stuff with their million dumb friends that are also going to be in on the joke, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And so for that reason, I think that this song is fun and accomplishes exactly what it's supposed to do. Mike had a great sentiment in the Discord. Can't wait to see this on Forgotten Freshness 17. Because yeah, I mean that's that's this this is something that I am excited to uh remember in a forgotten freshness someday. It's it's, know, someday. it's perfect on a forgotten freshness. It's perfect as a single. I mean, for anybody that hasn't heard the song, it is totally generic throwback 80s hair metal with Jay and Shaggy poorly singing over it about a woman in sex and she shoots bullets out of her nipples and all kinds of goofy stuff. It's if you if you went to that show and walked away with this tape or CD, this is a, a hilarious fun memento that you're going to play in the car on the way home and laugh with your friends about how fun it was to be at that show. That and you have like a story behind it. Like, hey, I got this CD because I dressed up to fuck. You know what I mean? Like now, if if this becomes a coveted collector's item and people love what they did at this and ICP goes, fuck it and make a writer's thing out of this where they start releasing albums, then I will not be happy. I will be like, you went way too far. I'll be real pissed. Yeah, I, I would. I'll be pissed off. So, guys, juggalos out there. Don't turn this into a weird fucking collector's item. Don't even give them the chance to do that. Just just let it be what it is. Yeah, it was a fun one-time thing. Please do not make this something bigger. <laughs> uh, well, there's our, uh, our thoughts on that fun song. If you haven't heard it, there is a link to it in our Discord as well as, like Eric said, uh, well, it's probably readily. If you want to listen to it, you can probably just do a quick Google search to find it. I'm sure it's probably on YouTube already. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go and go uh, overall thoughts on Wicked Vic. Why not? And I'd love to start. Yes. As I sort of hinted at earlier, and by hinting, I mean fully coming out and saying, this EP is broken up into two, if not more, very distinct sections. The first three songs and the last four songs. Although... The last four songs are, I'm not saying those are exactly alike one another, but the first three songs are very much so exactly alike one another. When I'm listening to this EP, every time I listen to this EP so far, you know, I've listened all the way through chronologically. I hit Ain't No Time, and I'm sort of like, golly, this last you know couple have been rough. The Hungry Like the Wolf, Ain't No Time, like this is this is really not feeling good. 
and then it'll auto loop back to Wicked Vic. And usually when I listen to things to prep for the podcast and it auto loops back, I will always just stop it when it auto loops because I'm like, okay, I'm done with that. Listen, I've wrote, I've gathered more thoughts about it. Move on with my day. This time though, with Wicked Vic specifically, I have always listened again through the first three tracks again. And I think it's because I felt so starved by the, by the end of ain't no time. I felt so starved to hear that type of ICP again, that I I just let it play through. You get what I'm saying? Uh, I do. You know, I think we have, I think we have similar thoughts, but uh, my, the way I, I arranged my thoughts and the, the conclusions I came to are different than yours, but I think we're sensing mm. similar things. I think, I think we are as well. Uh, the first three tracks are... When you say three, you mean through Mutilator or through Clown Bounce? I'll say through Clown Bounce, although I like Mutilator. Mutilator's okay. Okay. But sonically, the first three through Clown Bounce is, is sort of a new... That new ICP that I've sort of come to really enjoy through my subsequent listens of, of Yum Yum Bedlam. And Mutilator is great. Hyde Park Peddler uh, is good, you know, but they're, they're, they sound different, right? Yes. Um, It's real. I mean, the two songs I take the large issue with are Hungry Like the Wolf, Ain't No Time. Everything else is objectively good to okay. None of this will uh, really holds up to Yum Yum Bedlam, but for what Wicked Vic is, I'm very excited to go back and listen to a little over half of this EP again, eventually. I really hope that ICP listens to this and says, oh shit, we should probably make the next seed all like uh, the first three tracks of Wicked Vic. Please, ICP, thanks. Go Uh ahead. It's going to depend on what they've got left over, you know, but- uh, Oh, true. What they can reheat? Right, yeah, (laughs) what kind of leftovers they've got. Um, Yeah. Aaron, did you notice uh, through your listens- that although this is the same producer group as Yum Yum Bedlam, there are no producer tags on these songs. I did notice that. Uh, and it, I, it was something I was mentally prepared for uh, because when, so we actually got the EP 12 hours early in the Discord because yeah. uh, I, you know what, I, I will just, I don't want to blow up anybody's spot. We no. got the EP early, or early in Discord, 12 hours early. And, um, I was at work, so I couldn't download it yet. And I saw in the, because I, I, I have notifications turned on on Discord for my phone. I saw uh, one of the first things that was said about it when people started listening to it was no producer tags. So I mentally prepared myself for the zero producer tags. You know what I did? I didn't look at, we have a spoilers channel and that's where everybody was talking about it. As soon as I saw that people started talking about it, I stopped looking at it. I didn't look at the notifications. I didn't download it early. I just waited until it launched on streaming the next day. And that's Mm. when I started listening. So I went into it completely zero expectations. The only thing I knew was that there was going to be a cover of Hunger Like the Wolf because you texted me and were like, this is a thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, shit. Sorry to blow up your spot about that. That was fine. It was fine. (laughs) Uh, It would have been a funny surprise either way. 
But, you know, since Thursday, today's Sunday, I've listened to this fully through about six times uh, and then some extras here and there, just songs here or there. And I'd be lying if I didn't say that my initial gut reaction was this is a total throwaway EP, that it sucks. And my feelings have softened towards some of the songs, but I'm still not a huge fan of it overall. It, I can't help but feel like it does feel like leftovers and outtakes, which it probably is. I doubt that the majority of these, or maybe any of them, were recorded specifically for this EP. Uh, and I, I would venture to say that every single track here, everything except for the intro, eh, no, even the intro, feels like something you'd hear on a Forgotten Freshness. Uh, and they would be interesting, different you know, or oh, some of them would be interesting, different songs on there. Some of them would, you'd go, oh, this is a pretty strong Forgotten Freshness song, or yep, yeah, I understand why this is here. I do think it's interesting that there's a lot of carnival-themed musical elements throughout this EP, because there's not a lot of that on the previous two. Like, I, I, Lure and Bedlam don't have a ton of carnival-themed musical elements. So that's one thing that does make this sound a little bit more unique and most of those are on so basically every other track is shaggy the airhead the intro clown bounce hyde park peddler that's all shaggy the airhead and those all have a lot of sort of carnival themed music on them um, which is interesting it gives a little bit of a tone to the album overall but that's about the only consistent thing i you know i'd say after all my listens most of these songs just aren't super memorable to me. I can think of how the intro track sounds. I actually remember Hyde Park Peddler really well because it's a very different sounding song. Hungry Like the Wolf stands out because obviously it's a cover of an 80s song and it's so bad that like you can't not notice it. And then Ain't No Time, we've heard many, many times before. This is just a remix. But the the other tracks, right. Send in the Clowns, Clown Bounce, and Mutilator, I don't think are bad. They're just just middling enough that they don't stand out or get caught in my mind. I don't think about them if I don't hear them, you know? I really like Yum Yum Bedlam. I really do. And although some of the tracks here are reminiscent of that album, like Send in the Clowns and Clown Bounce, I'd say there's there's not a whole lot on this EP that adds a lot of value to the Yum Yum experience. Honestly, this feels, like I said, more like Yum Yum's lure to me, especially the way Jay's voice sounds on some of it feels a little bit more like that. And by the way, I've, I listened to Yum Yum's Lure again, and I've listened a couple times since we reviewed it. I I don't think it's a bad album. I think it's inconsistent. It's got its problems. I actually think if you listen to them side by side, that one has more stuff that's interesting and better to me than this one does. But there's there's such a similarity hmm. structurally and content wise. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll bet, though, yeah. based on everything we know, that... Some or all of these songs on Wicked Vic were originally, along with Yum Yum's Lure, intended to be on the original version of Yum Yum Bedlam, the one they're going to release in December of 2020. Now, not all of them. Some of them, I think, probably they actually recorded for the version that did come out, and they are outtakes. But I think the rest of it probably was from that. So um, I, I came away from listening to Wicked Vic with two big thoughts. Number one, I realized how good and diverse and interesting Yum Yum Bedlam really is. And also, I really want Violent J to take a couple years off from touring and recording. Just enjoy being clean and sober, hang with his kids, get healthy, care for his voice, and then come back strong. He doesn't have to stop writing. Just like, 
take it easy. Cause I feel he feels so like he's burning the candle at both ends and in the middle on this. Uh, and, and I'm like, I don't want that. I don't know. I, that's, that's how I came away from it feeling, but yeah, I feel that, you know, it, it's, it's very, we talked about it earlier. It's rough to hear how rough Jay is sounding. And I think that a couple years off just to, to sort of enjoy his life and, uh, not burn the candle at both ends, right? Yeah. Have a, you know, start enjoying the rewards of your success. It's easy to say, though, because if you told me, hey, take a break for a year or two, don't work on music, don't work on the podcast, don't do anything creative, just just chill and enjoy your life, I'd get cabin fever in a week, you know? Oh, I would be, I, first of all, I would be like, no, what, no, yeah. no. And I'm sure Jay is like, you know, I need to keep doing this. You know, I need to keep putting stuff yeah. out. But but that's how I felt. I think that a couple of years off would do him good. But I also think that that's never going to happen. Nah. Um. Yeah. This this EP. It's it made me appreciate Yum Yum Bedlam more. Hmm. The best songs on this EP are songs that don't really hold up against Yum Yum Bedlam. So it's not like that's really. Although I have positive thoughts about a few of these tracks, they're like it's not nothing was really standout. And I think I think when you said because you said that when you first listened, it kind of you said this was a throwaway EP. Yeah. And I could see where you can get to that conclusion. And to an extent, I mean, it kind of is a throwaway EP, but not in a oh, this is terrible. Let's just talk like I'm throwing this away in a sense of. In ICP's vast discography, this doesn't have a really have a leg to stand on as a good, memorable EP. Yeah, it doesn't you know? have a lot to say. It doesn't have a lot to add. It's just, you know, like, like filler. Yeah, it's it's like B and C tier Yum Yum Bedlam stuff, which isn't bad. It's just I'll go listen to Yum Yum Bedlam. And if if you love ICP enough and that album enough, there's stuff here that you're going to want to hear, which obviously we wanted to hear as well. Um, you know, I mean, we were yeah. we were excited to be like, fuck, yeah, we get to review a new EP. This is awesome. But I mean, and most most of these songs that are on this EP, if you put them on, I would not skip the track. Same. But there's not I'll a whole lot out. here that's going to become one of my favorites that I'm like, that's a that's one of but my I'm favorite. Not, yeah, tracks. there's not really anything in here where I'm like, oh, I need, I need to go listen to this now. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, hey, let's talk about uh, our personal favorite tracks yeah. then. <laughs> That's um, a good segue. <laughs> right. Uh, so I think that uh, mine's a, I have a clear personal favorite. So do I. Um, which is uh, Clown Bounce. What is yours? Uh, actually, for me, it's Hyde Park Peddler. Perfect. Okay, I really enjoy Hyde Park Peddler. Let's toss them on the playlist. I, you know, my my second one, I actually had written down my second pick as clown bounce and then i changed it to send in the clowns because i liked the the meaning and the concept of send in the clowns more but my clear number i think clown bounce is the better song to listen to and i think hyde park peddler is my easy mm, talk yeah. so so i'm good with our picks i think it makes sense all right well uh 126 songs nine hours three minutes guys we'll link the the spotify playlist below I feel like we haven't linked it in a episode in a while. Yeah, um, that's a good idea. Unless, unless you do it every time and not tell me, and I'm just a stupid idiot. I don't. 
Okay, well, let's, we'll link it. We'll link it this time. Uh, that way we can get some of y'all in there and you can listen to the two best tracks from every album that we that's on Spotify, that is, that we've uh, reviewed so far. Clown Bounce, Hyde Park Peddler, I hope you enjoy the company with the likes of, of CPKs and Chicken Hunt and Slaughterhouse Mix. Yeah, they belong right up there with all those. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh well let's go ahead and go uh with Fago. scores. Are we ready? Eric. Fago scores. Do we have our Fago scores to do. So let's let's start with music and beats. I th- we didn't really talk a lot about the music and beats other than there were some disgusting guitars somewhere, lots <laughs> of carnival clown sounds. Yeah. Um that fit into the beat. But there wasn't a lot of stand out uh, tracks as far as musically well you know what i mean but there wasn't any standouts that were very bad in my opinion that were like oh i can't listen to this well i mean there so was for that reason one. yeah but uh i'm gonna blame duran duran for that one okay uh <laughs> um music and beats i went with a two uh, oh, i think wow. that it's uh overall okay less less good than bad is that low? Am I bad? Am I gonna get yelled at? I don't know. That's your opinion. If you think if you think it's just below average, then two is correct. It's just below average. And by the way, guys, this is my lowest Fago score of of all of mine. Just throwing that out there. It's don't funny yell at me yet. because my music and beats is my highest score out of all of them. Uh, I think that although there aren't a ton of big standout tracks musically, there are a couple that have really interesting music i think hyde park peddler and clown bounce are standouts musically i actually think the beat on wicked vic is kind of cool as well i just named all three shaggy the airhead beats without realizing it (laughs) but i think all three of those tracks are super strong um the song the tracks that don't have big standout music like send in the clowns and mutilator aren't bad they're just fine now the guitars on the hook for mutilator it's not like they're recorded or played poorly it's just kind of a thing uh hungry like the wolf sounds like shit to me i think it's a thin recording i don't know if it's supposed to be a thin recording but it's pretty whack and i just putting ain't no time remix out the window that i'm not even considering that but i think the production overall sounds good i think there are two to three tracks that do have really cool interesting beats i think adding the circus and carnival themed music in which again it's mostly on those three songs is cool I went with a 3.5 because I thought musically this was decent, solid production up to those last two tracks. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, well, so let's go and move on to lyrics and flows then. Eric, what do you have for that one? Nothing great here. Nothing awful. Jay's voice sounds pretty strained. Shaggy is in really solid form in some of these tracks. I would say that this falls into the category of good enough to not be bad aside from Hungry like the wolf in ain't no time. And so I gave it a three. Okay. Um, I actually, I gave it the exact same score and a lot for the exact same reasons. Uh, it's easy. It would be easy for me to go two and a half on this just based off of ain't no time and hungry like the wolf, but I'm choosing to look at hungry like the wolf, much like uh devil in leather. Right. I, I guess just, I am. They too. put it in on the wrong place. They I'm put really the scoring spot, right? the first five tracks here, to be honest. Yeah, I, I kind of am as well. 
Because if I if I were to score, yeah, if I were to score, you, we don't have to get into it. Yeah. Anyways, but Shaggy has some really good form, and I can't deny Jay on Hyde Park Peddler. Yeah, he's killer. Uh, on that how track. absolutely strong that track is. Yes, he's so, great on it. I had yeah, I had to go above average. I had to go three. Yeah, I think the there are a few strong points on this EP, and the weak points again, not counting the last two tracks, are not so weak that I'm like this is bad. They're just okay. You know what I mean? They're they're fine. So I can't I if most of the songs are fine at two point five, and there are two ish tracks that are better than that, I have to go above the middle. Absolutely. Okay, so let's move on to re-listenability. My thought about re-listenability is this. I can't deny that there aren't any standout tracks, right? We know that there's not standout tracks, but there's enough tracks on here. There's five tracks out of seven of these tracks that I would not mind listening to again, and I wouldn't skip if they came on. Three, I would actually probably seek out to listen again. Hyde Park Peddler, Clown Bounce, and Send in the Clowns. Three out of seven, uh, I would listen. I would I would seek out to listen to again. Five out of seven, I would not mind listening to again, and and would probably enjoy myself. I could see myself putting a, a playlist, uh, a tr- Wicked Vic with the fat trimmed off of it playlist of the the five tracks that I like, and I could see myself listening to that on the way to work. You know, in the mornings, I could see myself listening to that. While I'm sitting here working at my desk, I, I ended up giving it a three and a half. I, I think that wow. even though they're not amazing, right? It's they're not amazing songs. I still would like to listen to them again, just without the two that I hate. Uh, you know, I feel a little bit differently. I think most of this is fine. There's one, maybe two songs that I'll definitely come back to. There are two that I will definitely avoid. Uh, I put it right in the middle because I'm probably not going to spend a ton of time with this. However, if I made a Yum Yum era playlist, I would put three or four songs from this first five. I I might put Send In The Clowns Through Hyde Park Peddler on that playlist. I gave it a 2.5. Okay. Overall vibe, the final category. Eric, what what were your thoughts on this one? It's tough for me because I'm like, what is the vibe here? There's no real unifying vibe unless that vibe is inconsistent but it's the the vibe is of a forgotten freshness album that's how it feels or of an the outtakes album or of one of the 33 companion albums that came with the mighty death pop that's kind of how this feels um and i don't think it's a great vibe i don't think all the songs are bad but i think the overall vibe here for me is about a two Okay. Yeah, I'm, I ended up going two and a half. I've, I have a lot of the similar thoughts on it. It feels like we're getting recycled material of stuff that wasn't good enough for the first two times they've put this stuff out, you know? Yeah. Which makes me very nervous for the F-tier Yum Yum Bedlam content that's going to be on Whoa. Uh, you know, my thought is hopefully... One of two things has happened. They're like, we're sending the, we're, we're saving the best stuff for later, or they'll be out of stuff and are recording new shit by then. My, so my hope was at the end of Yum Yum Bedlam, uh, okay, 
they put out the, you know, they, they tested the waters with yum yum's lure. They put out really good stuff with yum yum bedlam. Now they're writing new stuff, but clearly that's not the case. And so I'm hoping that now this is the point where now they're writing new stuff. Yeah. Um, I wanted, I went with a two and a half on the overall vibe. It's it, it exists. Yeah. I mean the, the whole thing, if you read it is, uh, that wicked Vic is, so evil and so vile and disgusting and so outside of convention that you can barely define him. And uh, in the song, they're saying he's the black sheep of the family and an outcast. Maybe he just got the collection of songs that are the outcast and don't fit in songs. Hey, that could be the case. Yeah. Okay. Well, Eric, what's that? What's that bring us to? That brings us to an overall score of three Fagos. Hey, I think that that, I think that works. Yeah. Yeah. I think three is totally fair for, for Wicked Vic. Sure. I'm sure that there are people that love the fuck out of this and think everything on it is super cool. Uh, but oh, I think yeah. three is fair. Oh yeah. I agree. Perfect. Uh, well, hey, guys, if if you disagree with us, uh, you got plenty of time to yell at us on various different socials. Uh, so before Eric and I get together next week to discuss, finally, the Killjoy Club's 2014 album Reindeer Games, be sure to hit our socials and email to yell at us about uh, why we were right or wrong for this review. Eric, how could they yell at us? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter and you can find us on Instagram at ICPWWE. You can also email us if you're more of an email type ninja. It's ICPWWE at gmail.com. And the easiest way you can have a conversation with us and a bunch of other people that have varying opinions on this, some of which uh, will inevitably agree or disagree with you, would be to join our Discord. And there's a link in the description. Aaron? How can people find you? How can they support us? Tell us all about it. You can find me and all my stuff at www.gristlemedia.com. You can also find and support us on storefrontier.com slash ICPWWE. That's where we have an amazing merch selection. You can also find us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash ICPWWE, where we have three amazing tiers. A special shout out to our top tier patron, Rob, who was also our guest two episodes ago when we reviewed the Mud, Water, Air, and Blood. Correct. Big shout out to Rob. And also, I, I want to completely separately shout out Rob for sort of being our our juggalo in the field <laughs> yeah. at the... Uh, <laughs> Keeping us all up to date um, on Juggalo yeah. weekend events and activities. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, honestly, everybody that was there, all the people that have been updating the Discord and and making us feel like we're there, even though we're not. Big shout out to you guys. Fuck yeah. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I can't wait to finally get to the Killjoy Club. But at this point, I'm not going to hold my breath until we are actually recording the episode for Killjoy <laughs> it's been delayed so many times uh, it has been delayed it was delayed for uh <laughs> it was delayed for our intelligence and violence episode with mike and Schmeeve. yep 
Well, it got delayed because well, we it, did Intelligence and Violence, and then we did, obviously, uh, Mudwater, Air, and Blood, and it yeah, should have right. come yeah, after that. Yeah, we did Mudwater, Air, and Blood. Then it got delayed because we had the opportunity to interview and hang out with D Lyrical. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's the previous episode of this very show. Cool guy. Go check that out. But we've had... Multiple. We actually also had another delay because we opted to do an episode talking about our favorite albums of 2021. So this back oh, half of yeah. this season has been uh, extended unintentionally. And uh, now we're finally going to get around, I think, to wrapping it up. We've only got a couple of episodes left. And I can't wait for the final episode of the season because we're going to tell you what's coming up in the next three seasons. And we're going to announce a pretty cool contest. Pretty cool contest. Guys, check that out. It is going to be great. Um, we're going to be announcing that towards the end of this season. Hashtag season four forever, baby. It's never <laughs> season ending. Forever. Always, always. It's, yeah, season four. Hashtag season forever. Guys, if you never want to hear us end season four, get that trending. Okay. Hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Big shout out to you guys for listening and hanging out with us. Thank you so much, guys. We will talk to you next week. And until then, we'll talk to you in the Discord and other socials. Big ol' whoop whoop out there for Eric. I'm Aaron. Bye. Whoop whoop. to cough now i don't yeah you did <laughs> there it is those were the, those were my uh uh the seismic uh what happens after earthquakes aftershocks the aftershocks yeah yeah those are my aftershock coughs